Hey, top fans, it's Bill and Jackson uh, coming to you on another podcast, another decade series. Jackson, what we got going on tonight? I mean, 1960s, man. D- uh, disco fever, I believe it is. Woo! We got, we got disco was more 70s, but it was 60s too. We got some good times coming on tonight. So um, I'm excited. We're now getting into some stuff. And unfortunately, you're going to hear a lot of names like in the 50s that people would look at and go, oh, geez. Yeah, that guy, of course. But it's got to happen. So, Jackson, why don't you uh, why don't you lead us off and get us started and on our, you know, our uh, intro, our intro. I mean, those of you listening already know, but tell your friends, tell your family, uh, you know, we really like uh, the feedback we're getting on the on the podcast we're glad you guys come out if you do like it and you're new you can subscribe you follow us on on uh instagram excuse me at top fan rivalry uh i don't i was about to say twitter but i don't know if we have a twitter because i'm not on twitter yeah we're a little slower twitter's up yeah so we're up on twitter now check us out on the website topfanrivalry.com um we're also on youtube uh we post there every once in a while a couple of these podcasts will get put up on there you know just check us out on spotify as well we have uh, a long list this is not the only episode nor is it one of the first so just check yeah. us out we're, we're we're pretty deep already we're already in march so yeah just come check us out if you like baseball um just another note we got some new hats we got the navy blue hats the white on white hat the, the gray hat the top fan hat if you are watching the video feed you see my fantastic top fan hat and bill's fantastic top fan hat right. if not hop online check us out at topfanrivalry.com use discount code jackson I was going to say, do we have a code? Jackson, of yeah, course. Yeah, we do. This discount code Jackson, you get 10% off your cool top fan hat. It's a good conversation. Yeah, and Jackson, we just got the fresh new uh, looks. No. There you go. Oh, I'm sorry. We just got the fresh new looks in today. I just got new shipments of hats. The grays, the blues, the whites. They're gorgeous. Freaking gorgeous. <laughs> if you order, So if you order today, it'll be out soon, is what yeah, I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've already got one that's going out today, which is awesome. So... Um, also top fans we're um, we're going to launch locker room access that'll be live on Friday locker room access is going to give you up-to-date things that have happened scoreboards uh, baseball history and um, different highlights and guess what we're not going to charge you we're not going to mention the site we're not going to charge you 15 or 20 bucks a month we're charging you 36 dollars for a whole year to get all your baseball information how's that sound yeah I mean we'll try our best. We'll do our best. We love baseball. We'll keep you up to date, keep you excited. Like we are um, with all the, the modern updates, but that's not what we're talking about tonight. Bill. Oh, let's, let's get into it. Forget the commercials. Let's go. Jackson. Yeah. Why don't you lead us off? Since you did the commercial, you lead us off. All right. I'm going to start off with someone named Willie. And I want you to guess which Willie it is. Okay. I'll give you three guesses. No, it's not Willie McCovey. Ooh. Maze. No, try again. Maze Hayes. No, Willie Stargell. Willie <laughs> Awesome. Tell me about Willie Stargell. Pittsburgh Pirate fans rejoice that the Pirates were good once. The 60s were a good decade for them. They won the World Series in 1960. They had a, a pretty solid player start his career in 1960, Willie Stargell. You know, he had he only played uh, eight full seasons, but three-time, four-time All-Star, um, 165 home runs for the decade, 884 hits. You know, had an 844 OPS. Willie Stargell's one of those iconic. And if you've ever looked at a picture of Willie Stargell, uh, 
in his prime with his, his mustache and his fro combo. He just looks absolutely fantastic. Willie Stargell is such a great player. Uh, and my fun fact about him tonight is his nickname was Pops. Yep. yep. He, uh, Willie Stargell, we'll get into him too when we get in the 70s with the We Are Family pod, or, uh, Pirates. But uh, good call. Good call. And you had to appreciate it that I said Willie Mays Hayes. You had to appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, Mays Hayes, what? Who? <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with a, a, a familial um, one. So my grandfather loved the Dodgers on my mother's side, and he loved one pitcher, and he hoped that I'd grow up and be a pitcher and be left-handed. I'm left-handed. I pitched in high school, pitched a little bit in college. Sandy Koufax. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, in the 60s era, where we're talking about now, Cy Young Award winner, 1963, 1965, 1966. Um, he played in this decade. He played uh, 60 to 66, and he was an all-star every year. A couple of fun facts about him in, uh, in the 60s. 137 wins, 60 losses. 1,807.2 innings pitched, 122 complete games. Stop and think about that for a second. Strikeouts in this decade, 1,910. Strikeouts per nine innings, because you know, Jackson, I love this stat. 9.5. I mean, Sandy Koufax is, is is the bar for how modern pitchers kind of operate nowadays. Lots of strikeouts, lots of weak contact. I mean, the only thing that could stop him was his bad elbow. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just crazy. And one stat that I think is severely overlooked is 37 shutouts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. 37 and, shutouts. Yeah. Which is just absolutely. <laughs> 37 yeah. shutouts for a career is good, but 37 shutouts in like half a decade. Like, come on. Game started 237. Complete games 122. Yeah. So he was ah. finishing over half. <laughs> ah. Tell me when that happens ever again. Come on. Anyways, Jackson, Never. who you got next? Uh, you know, since since I, I made you play the Willie game, I'll, I'll jump to the next Willie, who is Willie McCovey. Okay. Um, I mean, Giants fans know all about him. He's got his own part of the ballpark, mm-hmm. McCovey Cove. I mean, he had he was great in the 60s. Uh, he hit 300 home runs for the decade, 1,100 hits, had a 924 OPS. The man could absolutely mash. He won MVP in 1969. Uh, he had 45 home runs, 126 RBIs that year. His on-base percentage was 453, and his slugging was 656. For those of you at home, that's an 1108 OPS. Yeah. Just your prototypical power first baseman. There you go. Quarter outfielder. There you go. I'm going to come up with one that we're going to talk about in the 70s and 80s guaranteed. He broke in in 1963. Um, played all throughout the decade, 1963. Rookie of the year, 1963. Uh, All-star, 67, six, uh, I'm sorry, 65, 67, 68, 69. Um, 1,327 hits in this decade. Uh, batting average, 309. Uh, didn't go long ball very often. Had 52 triples. Um, OPS, uh, eight point or 8.05. Who am I talking about, Jackson? Pete Rose. Pete Rose. Yes, and we can make an argument that he belongs in the hall, but 
Nobody, I don't think Jackson enough people understand that Pete Rose broke in in the, the 60s, not the 70s. Because you're always talking big red machine, big red machine, big red machine. Broken in 63, 60 freaking three. Yeah, I mean, Pete Rose was just a, a, a literal hit machine. Like he was the base hit. Mm. And it's crazy that Pete Rose played as long as he did. And it's crazy to, like even back in the 60s and his we'll call him his young days because you know he played until he was like 50. Okay. Yep. <laughs> he was thir- 1300 hits and he only played what 7 years. That's almost 200 hits a year. Mm-hmm. So Pete Rose that's a that's a great call. Who you got next? Uh I'm going to go to another Cincinnati Red. Okay. In the out we're going to head to the outfield though. We're going to go with Frank Robinson who I talked about okay. Uh, on the on the last one in the 60s or in the 50s excuse me but he was even better in the 60s uh he won mvp in 1961 uh 37 home runs 124 rbis had a 10 15 ops um i mean he was an all-star one two three four five six times won two mvps he won another one in 1966 with 49 home runs 122 rbis won the triple crown with a 316, or no, not the triple crown, excuse me. He won the triple crown of slash line, uh, 316, 410, 637 for a 1047 OPS. His OPS plus that year. So against the rest of the league was 198. Yep. That, that's yep. when he got, that was when he switched over to Baltimore. So Cincinnati Red turned Baltimore Oriole, Frank Robinson. Just, I think he's one of those names that gets overlooked because, you know, in the outfield, you got guys like Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, you know. Yep. Yeah, there's just a ton of really good hitters and really good pitchers in this era. Somehow, everyone there's a monster hitter on every team, and there's a monster pitcher on every team <laughs> somehow. And we're gonna name a couple of those here in a second, but I'm yeah. I'm gonna steal a brave from you. Oh, okay. Um, Milwaukee Brave, Atlanta Brave, uh, came up at age 19 in 1960. Okay, played throughout the entire decade. All-Star 63, 64, 65, 66, 67. Um, played catcher in the 60s, but then moved to third and first. Was an all-star at every position that he moved to in the 70s. St. Louis Cardinal. Who am I talking about, Jackson? Joe Torrey. Joe Torrey. Exactly. 1,261 hits, 160 home runs, batting average 393, OPS 817. What's amazing about Joe Torrey is most people don't realize because he was such a phenomenal manager in New York, um, in L.A. Uh, most people don't recognize that he was a phenomenal, not only catcher, but in the 70s, a third baseman and a first baseman. I mean, he, he was he was a ball player. That's what he was. Yeah. He could play, play anywhere. Yeah. Really, really good kind of plug and play player. And it, I mean, he was that rare breed that's not only just a utility and so he's good at. Yeah. All right. Who you got next? All right. I think I'll hop over to the mound because there's quite a few pitchers. Uh, I wanted to save him for last, but I can't just not talk about Bob Gibson. Oh, good call. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, 1968 was the year of the pitcher. Uh, that December is when they decided to lower the mound and shrink the strike zone. Pitchers were so dominant. 
I'm just going to read you this stat line from Bob Gibson. You'll, you'll know why Bob Gibson fundamentally broke the game of baseball that year. Um, he was 22 and nine. He had a 1.12 ERA and 34 starts. He had 28 complete games, 13 shutouts in one season, 304, two thirds innings. Um, he struck out 268 batters uh, for you advanced metrics guys. His ERA plus was two, <laughs> 258 and his whip was 0.85. Yeah. So, so he was decent is what you're saying. Bob Gibson was now. Yeah. Ridiculous. I mean, in just the whole decade, uh, you know, he started off kind of rough in 1960 as a 24 year old 5.61 ERA, then dropped it to 3.24, then 285, kind of jumped back up in the threes, 307. In 1966, he just kind of clicked at the age 30, posted a 244, a 298.01.1. Oh, <laughs> he still had an ERA right about two, just ridiculous. Yeah, he was he was definitely a, a, a gamer, that's for sure. Um, I'm gonna lead us back into the outfield because there's a bunch of outfielders we can talk about, but I'm gonna lead you to somebody that played his year 28 through 30, 36. You mentioned him last uh, decade, uh, an all star every year. He retired, you know, 68 all star every year. Um, MVP 1962. Had 1,023 hits in this decade, 256 home runs, hit 282 slugging uh, OPS, um, 957, and that's the mighty Mick, Mickey Mantle. I mean, you, you can't talk about the 50s or 60s, Jackson, without mentioning it. I mean, it just, it just wouldn't be right. Yeah. Like I said last last time out, greatest, greatest switch hitter of all time. Yeah. As much as Chipper Jones is my favorite player growing up, I cannot say Chipper Jones is better than Mickey Mantle. Yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard not to mention the Mick, right? Yeah. So, who do you got next? I mean, uh, I kind of want to shift gears. I'll stay in St. Louis, kinda. I'll talk about former Chicago Cub and uh, St. Louis Cardinal Lou Brock. Ooh, ooh. Uh, he I like had it. Sweet Lou. Yeah, fourteen hundred hits for the decade. I mean, his OPS was only seven sixty five, but 1,400 hits is, 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 is pretty good. I mean, he stole 387 bases. Uh, he led the league in stolen bases four times in the decade, including 74 in 1966. So Lou Brock's another one of those players who I don't think gets enough love. Um, he kind of brought back the, the prototypical leadoff hitter, the, the fast, speedy guy that gets on base and gets in the scoring position. Okay, and okay. I think that that was something that was kind of lost in the the 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, as they moved away into the more of the power age. And then Lou Brock kind of brought it back and kind of paved the way for a player we might talk about in the 70s, maybe the 80s, Ricky Henderson, maybe the 90s. You know, Ricky was all over the Maybe the, the 2000s, Ricky maybe was the still 2000s. there. Ricky was still yeah. there. But, yeah, I think Lou Brock is one of those kind of overlooked players, underrated players. That's enough. I guess – as underrated as you could be being in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get us over to the hot corner and maybe a name that you were thinking about, maybe not. Um, played the entire decade with the Phillies. Um, had 966 hits during the decade. Um, 
had a batting average of 300, um, OPS of, of 933. The important thing to note about him is he came up in 1964, but he only had, um, he only played 10 games in 1964. Uh, somebody that he was rookie of the year in 1964, all stars 65, 66, 67, had some, you know, a few injuries here and there, and that's Dick Allen. Um, what's interesting about Dick Allen. Great call. 64 played 162 games. 65 played 161 games. 66 played 141 games. 68 played 152 games. Um, and in 60, I want to say it's 60. Yeah, there it is. 66 um, when he was an all-star, he hit a mere 317 with an OPS of 1.027. I mean, that's 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 a number. Beat that number. <laughs> Show it to me, yeah, he, right? Yeah, he's one of those guys that, I mean, in our, our Hall of Very Good, borderline Hall of Fame players, you can make an argument that he should be in the Hall of Fame based off his just dominant 60s and dominant early 70s alone. Right. Um, when healthy, he was probably one of the best players in the National League, you know, but right. the, the, the best abilities, availability, but I agree with you. He, he was a star. He was a stud for the Phillies. Okay, who you got next? Who I got next? Ooh. I mean, I was joking to my wife today. Uh, Anastasia's a big a big Giants fan, so I was joking that I had a lot of Giants on my list. Now, I'll throw another one at you. Juan Marichal. Marichal. Juan Marichal, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for those of you who haven't heard of him, he, he was pretty good. I mean, eight-time All-Star for the decade. <laughs> Um, he won 25 games in 1963. And he, he threw 321 innings that year, started 40 games. Yep. Yeah. He won over 20 games six times in the decade. So I gave him 191 wins for the decade, 2.57 ERA. He started 320 games and 197 of them were complete games. An absolute workhorse. He's one of those, you know, legendary pitchers from the 60s. In 1969, when they 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 lowered the mound, you know, he had a 2.1 2.1 ERA, the sub one whip. Yeah, he he was legit. He was definitely legit. How about we stay in San Francisco? All right. Um, we got to mention a couple of Captain Obviouses. Uh, played ages 29 to 38 in San Francisco. Hall or uh, Hall of Famer, obviously 160 or. Uh, 1965 was the MVP, all-star every season of the decade, 1,635 hits, 350 home runs, um, stolen base 126, OPS 935, and as a Hall of Famer managed to get banned from baseball for life, only to have it overturned, and that is the Say Hey Kid, Willie Mays. And for those of you top fans that don't know what I'm talking about, about being banned for life, look it up. He was banned for life. I won't tell you what for, but he was banned for life. It only lasted a year, year and a half. So, Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Willie Mays is another one of those. I mean, he's a captain, obviously. He was a, a freak of a player. 350 home runs in a decade is more than most guys will get in a career. So I have yeah. that over a 10-year span. You know, the, six, the 1,600 hits, you know, 1,000 RBIs. Mm-hmm. Willie Mays is a top five baseball player all time. You know, it's 
at the top, it gets kind of tight because we've had a lot of really great baseball players, but he's top three, top five all time hitters wise easily. Perfect. All right. I'll hop over. I'll stay in the outfield. Um, I mean, I want to talk about Hank Aaron again. <laughs> please do. Yeah, hey, hey, Please do. Mr. Mr. Consistency is back. Uh, the sixties, Hank Aaron hit 40 home runs, uh, five times. <laughs> Just a, he, he's a well-oiled machine. He finished in the top 10 in MVP voting four times. Uh, he had 1800 hits, 309 doubles, 45 triples, 375 home runs for the decade. Uh, batted 308, 376 on base, 566 slugging for a 941 OPS. My favorite stat that I saw is um, for the decade. He had 64 sack flies, which was a really, really weird stat for me. That really yeah. stuck out. That means he came up at least 64 times with a runner on third base. There you go. And less than two outs. <laughs> the stat that's crazy, and, and we need to mention him in the 70s too for obvious reasons, but the stat that's interesting about, um, about uh, Hank is I'm going to start with 1960. Home runs, 40. 34, 45, 44, 24, 32, 44, 39, 29, 44. You're talking about Mr. Consistency here. Like, he, you didn't see him just drop off. He just kept getting better. Yeah, and I mean, the same story with the hit total, 172, mm-hmm. 197, 191, 201, 187, 181, 168, 184, 174, 164. Yeah. Yeah. There's not there's not much more you could want from your star. It, okay. I mean, and it's worth mentioning he did that both in Milwaukee and in Atlanta as brave. Atlanta, exactly. All right, I'm going back to the bump. I have to. I have to do this because as a Dodger fan, I need to do this. Uh, Cy Young Award winner, 1962, All-Star, 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, 67, 68. Um, 158 wins, 121 losses, ERA 2.93, pitched 2629.2 innings, had started 359 games, completed 135 of them, shutouts 40, strikeouts per nine innings, 6.5, um, strikeouts in the decade 1910, um, and also had a little bit of a, what do we want to call it, scoreless inning streak in there? <laughs> Don Drysdale. Uh, I mean, I had him on my list. I was waiting for you to. I, I tried to. I tried to leave the Dodger greats for you because I know you get excited. Um, Giddy yeah, up, everybody! We're we're now into the '60s, and Jackson's got it. I try to leave the Braves to him. He leaves the Dodgers to me. Hey, what can you do? I, I mean, it, it. Don Drysdale's great. I mean, he didn't have that scoreless inning streak out of sheer luck. You know, some of these weird, weird stuff. You know, Dan Ugla had a 39 game hit streak one time. It's not because he's a great contact hitter. <laughs> But yeah. Don, Don Drysdale was – he was a model of consistency, kept his ERA about three and a half and below for pretty much the whole decade. Yep. And, I mean, iconic Dodger. Iconic Dodger. Okay, who you got? I'm going to hop back to the outfield. Okay. Uh, here's one of my favorite players of all time. Uh, you guys may or may not have heard of him. It's Roberto Clemente. Maybe, maybe. Roberto who? Yeah. Como? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Como? But Roberto Clemente, was he was great. He was an all-star nine of the ten years in the decade. Uh, he won 
here. I got gold gloves for you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He won nine gold gloves. He won an MVP in 1966. Um, I mean, the dude could hit. Absolutely. 1,800 hits for the decade. Uh, 259 doubles, 99 triples. Had a decent amount of power, 177 home runs, 862 RBIs. Uh, batted 328 with a 375 on base and a 501 slugging. And Roberto Clemente is just one of those baseball figures that, that was larger than life. Um, he probably won't get mentioned next time just because he didn't play in the 70s. For those of you who didn't know, he's tragically passed away in a plane crash trying to deliver aid to the people of Nicaragua. Um, but he's on and off the field. Roberto Clemente is one of those – you think like American sports heroes, like what you want the ideal athlete to be. Is Roberto Clemente. He showed up every day. He competed. He respected his competition. He was a genuine, nice person. He cared for other people. So, I mean, and he led the Pirates to a World Series in 1960. And, get, and spoiler, they won it in 1972. 1970 also, excuse me, not 1972, 1970 as well. But, yeah, um, yeah, the, the Pirates winning the World Series in 1960 was one of the most improbable wins ever. Just you guys go look up the box scores. The Yankees outscored him by like 30 runs, somehow lost. The Pirates won every game by one run. <laughs> yep. Okay, so before I do my next pick, Jackson, get yourself geared up for your last pick and an honorable mention. How's that? All right. That give sounds a, great. That'll give you a 10, and, and I'm taking number eight right now. So I'm going to stay still on the bump. Um, a guy that was a New York Yankee, uh, Cy Young Award winner, 1961, uh, All Star 61, 60. Uh, I'm sorry, 60, 61, 64, 115 wins, 56 uh, losses, 2.83 ERA, um, strikeouts, 1,041, um, and that's the chairman of the board, Whitey Ford. What's interesting about Whitey is we talked about him in the 50s, right? But what's interesting about him is in the 50s, in 51, 52, he was in the military service. So he didn't play, um, but Listen to his numbers as far as wins, just just wins in the 60s. Now, mind you, the 60s bring him in at, uh, let's see, he was 31 to 38, right? So most people are, are kind of toning it down just a bit then. Um, 12 wins, 25 wins, 17, 24, 17, 16, and then his last two seasons, two and two. But – he, I mean, the chairman of the board, right? Uh, and he was kind of the peacemaker between all kind of the rebellious Yankees. <laughs> so I'm giving you the chairman of the board, Whitey Ford. All right, yeah. Jackson, you got one left and you got one honorable mention. Yeah. Give them all right. both. Before I get to him, uh, Whitey Ford, fun fact, he has the highest winning percentage of any pitcher with a minimum of a 200 decisions at six 690. There you go. All right. Uh, I'll hit I'm going to head to Detroit. I've named a lot of Tigers here. Uh, I got a right fielder and a first baseman here for you. Al Kaline. Ooh, good call. Yeah. I Tigers fans rejoice. I've been giving the Tigers fans ton, tons of love. Lots of really good Tigers in the past. Um, but, yeah, Al Kaline, 1,300 hits for the decade. Um, he had 210 home runs, 772 RBIs, eight-time All-Star. I mean, eight – eight years of all-star in a row. I'm not going to get in the whole semantics. They had two all-star games a year for a while. So he was more than, he was probably like a 10 time all-star 
in reality, but he was an all-star eight straight years. Uh, he won seven gold gloves in a row, which is no, no small feat. Man was a doubles machine, had 247 for the decade. Uh, I mean, 875 OPS on 1,400 hits, basically. So, okay, line. Okay, line. All right, so I, I could stay on the bump if I wanted to. I'm actually going to move off of it. I'm going to go to shortstop. There wasn't a ton of shortstops in this decade that were lights out. Um, it wasn't the same scenario that, that we're facing now. Um, but again, a Detroit Tiger, all-star in 1965, 66, 67. Uh, 1,056 hits, 142 home runs, 59 doubles. Uh, batting average was down. Um, 255, but his OPS at 770, um, and that's uh, Dick McAfee, right? Uh, just right. you know, kind of all around game player, and so I loved, um, I love the fact that he, you know, you look at his numbers, and it's, it's not a Willie Mays number, but who is right? Who is Willie Mays? Yeah, um, but he played, and he kept up with the boys that were doing it, and so. Gotta give him a little sugar. All right. Honorable mention, Jackson. I mean, this is more just me throwing in the last one in here because I cannot. I mean, Red Sox fans would absolutely massacre me on social media if I didn't mention Carl Yastrzemski. Yaz. Yes. I mean, yes. I heard, he, heard he was pretty good. Led the league in batting average three times. Uh, he won five gold gloves. Uh, All-star six years. I mean... 1,500 hits for the decade, 202 home runs, uh, and an 869 OPS, 318 doubles. He won an MVP in 19, uh, 1967, a year that he hit 44 home runs, had 121 RBIs, and then led the league in batting average. So he won the Triple Crown, basically. 44 home runs, 121 RBIs, and had 326 batting average. Just He's one of those iconic Red Sox players. You think Red Sox? Yeah. I, I agree. And honestly, Jackson, I, I, he was on my list. If you didn't mention him, I was going to mention him, but I have a great backup for this. Okay. Right. I have a great backup for this. Uh, and Carl Uscripsky, we're talking about him in the seventies too. And he even played into the eighties. Okay. I want to see if you know who I'm talking about. He played seven years with the Yankees. He played two seasons with Cleveland, two seasons with St. Louis and two seasons with the Kansas City Athletics. Um, only hit career batting average, only hit 260. Okay, it wasn't, I mean, and he played, he played 57 through 68. Okay. There's only one reason why I mentioned him as an honorable mention. Do you have an idea of who I'm talking about, Jackson? No. Okay. He changed the game of baseball. Because he hit 61 home runs in 1961. Uh, okay. How can we not going. talk about Roger Maris for a second, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, definitely not a Hall of Famer, right? Definitely not that guy that you're going to look at and go, wow, he knocked the cover off the ball. But he had that one special season, that one special season where he even beat out the mix, right? His own teammate. And Changed the game of baseball forever as we knew it. So in the decade of the 60s, we've got to talk. Jackson, that reminds me, you know what we should do 
is we should offline, we should put together a 1961 podcast um, and talk about that season with Mickey and, and Roger and a few other players. That, that would be a good yeah. one. Would be a great one. That would be a good one. Um, but I just, I, I, we can't leave the sixties without talking about Roger. Right. Yeah. So top I mean, fans, we did it. We got through now. Can we absolutely mention about 10 other players, probably 30 other players, but we're going to keep it to our list here. Um, Jackson, I think we did good tonight. I think we got it good tonight. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I think, I think we did great. Uh, my, my, my comment, my question for you is who should have won the 1962 national league MVP? Spoilers. It wasn't Willie Mays who had a 615 slugging and a 384 on base percentage. Go look it up. It'll, it'll spark okay. some debate. Um, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing it here. Uh, uh, who won the 1968 MVP? Nationally 19, MVP? 1962. 1962. Yeah. MVP. Um, and it's not Willie Mays, you said, right? It's not Willie Mays. It's not Frank Robinson. It's not Don Drysdale. It's not Hank Aaron. Uh, it was a Dodger. You guys can look it up, do your research at home, and you'll see why he was voted MVP. And you can tell me whether or not he deserved MVP. Uh <laughs> you mentioned this offline. I did you mention this offline. offline. Dodger fans, go look it up. Okay, you, you'll it'll surprise you actually. And to Jackson's point, yes, 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 yes. Um, top fans, we are loving the response that we're getting from you. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy this. I hope you, as as baseball fans, enjoy this. Uh, like Jackson said. We got some new hats in. Go order yourself a hat. Use this camp code Jackson. Um, we'll get it shipped out to you immediately. Uh, also, too, like I said, Locker Room Access launches on Friday, the 18th. So get on in there. It's going to be a lot cheaper than what you're paying for other things. I won't mention which stations and things, but it's going to be a lot cheaper. Anyways, Jackson, we're going to do this again. We got the 70s coming up. Um so let's go make it happen, right? Yeah. We got baseball back. What more do we need? I mean, baseball coming back, you guys are going to think, you know, our content's going to go down because, you know, we have something to talk about again. You're wrong. We're, we're going to ramp it up. We're, we're just excited. We're excited. We're having a lot. Of- There's going to be so much content. Just stay tuned. Exactly. Just stay tuned. There's going to be so much content. You're going to get sick of us. You're going to be like, can these boys, do they work? What do they do? <laughs> anyways jackson thanks for being on appreciate you yeah thanks for having me thanks for co-hosting <laughs>